Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody. The car is stopped. Welcome to How Do We Get Here, the yeah. audio road trip podcast that has brakes. Now. And we've hit them. Now. Right now. Mm-hmm. We're at the end. It is the end of the road. Trip. Trip in parentheses. And we are here. And I now it, it is time. title. Yep. It's a funny title. And it's good. Also, we were looking at this, uh, the the boys to men. Was it boys to men? Yeah, it's boys to men. Right? End of the road. End of the road. Great song. Pull it up. Uh, 249 million views, but that's not the topic for today. The topic not is even close. Back We're already off. The destination. Yep, we already went off. This uh, is it's been the whole gimmick of the episode road. where we shouldn't come up with new titles. Like, this is all rehashing. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the point today, we're looking back at the road that we've traveled, all the places that we've been and the things we've talked about. And uh, Jacob, uh, by the way, I'm Zach. That's Jacob. I feel Hello. like we should do that. Jacob had this idea that maybe, you know, we, we we hit the bell at the end of every episode to try to get us back on track and remember what happened. What if we did that with every episode this season? Because I think our titles are pretty out there where it's going to be surprising to see what we do and do not remember. But first, I'd like to lead yeah, we'll in. See. With the honorable mentions, because we have a Google Doc of all the episode titles, and below we have all the topics that didn't quite make it into lead topics for an episode. Right. Um, sporting things like 7 Eleven Pizza, colon, the best and worst thing on God's earth. Zach, would you like mm-hmm. to elaborate? Yeah, I just think 7 Eleven is weird because it exists in this spectral plane where the food, you know, it's so bad, but it tastes so good. And I wanted to talk, and I think we did. The thing about the top of these these uh, titles is I do think that all of them have come up at some point or another in, in somehow in another part of conversation. This one just says punching up with Chuck, and I never figured out what that one meant. I, I think I know what that is. I think I know what that is. I, I, I think it is, because I've thought about that too. I think punching up with Chuck is, I went to Chuck E. Cheese, Okay, I and thought it was Chuck E. Cheese related. Yeah, it's Chuck E. Cheese because if you go to Chuck E. Cheese, all of the posters are like, you know, Star Wars, but with Chucky, The Godfather, but with Chucky, right? It's like all these like old cinematic movies. At least it was in my town. And it like creates him as like this kind of underdog that's doing parodies of popular culture. So you're uh-huh. not supposed to think that he's like 
a business mogul. Oh, but he's the locations all over the country. Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, he's the capitalist Chuck E. Cheese, but like you're supposed to think of him as like this scrappy underdog against Hollywood, right? He's making gotcha. fun of them, whatever. And I think that's kind of interesting, his position as like this two-bit showman on stage with his ragtag group of friends making fun of Hollywood when really he is the establishment, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was one of them, but which I think we talked about briefly. One of them, uh, <laughs> we can't do it anymore. Um how did Aaron Carter beat Shaq? Hmm. Hmm. No, we'll never Food know now, thought. I think. Yeah. Right below that, we have Walt Disney yeah. and his frozen tomb. Just something about that. Something about cryogenically yeah, that could have been either of us Walt who wrote Disney. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the last one is at all. The audacity of the move it Sherman question. What was that? I know exactly what it is. You do? Yeah, it's a personal story. So really, yeah, I I pitched it to you, I think, like very early on. But okay, uh, we had um, me and a friend went to lunch, and it was at a restaurant called the Sherman. Uh huh. And we were sitting outside, and there was this lady sitting next to us who was kind of like glancing over a bit more than she should. Uh-huh. And like we would kind of talk about something and she would chime in, you know, one of those. And she's like, oh, I'm just waiting for a friend. Hasn't showed okay. up yet. And we're like, <laughs> OK. You know, after like, you know, we're now curating our topics based on what she might not chime into okay. over this conversation. And then, yeah, you know, that anything that you're saying, she's going to overhear. Yeah. So then one time she just breaks. There wasn't any silence, but she broke it. And she just turned and asked, like, I, I, I have to ask you guys a question. You specifically looked at me. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, do you do, um, do you like to move it, move it? And I'm just oh. bright eye, just what? And she's like, sorry, sorry, I can't ask that with a straight face. What? And I go, Okay. And then her friend showed up and then they just started having lunch and then we just left. Like, not a lot to that story. But then ar- around the same area, maybe like two months later, I went to a bar and, you know, you don't think these people are that memorable in your head. I can't picture a face, but uh-huh. I walked into this bar and I locked eyes with her across the room. And I knew, uh, for, I mean, we were walking by. I wasn't walking in the bar. She was inside. No, I was no, eating no, outside. But, but like, I think I do remember this second part. I didn't yeah. remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you're. there's the the boxer story who is very similar. Okay. It's the same bar, actually. I think that was the exact same night. But yeah, oh, I just saw her and I was like, well, what a crazy coincidence. Anyways, I was just like the, the sheer audacity. Like why ask someone that? I don't get it. <laughs> When you're when you're out to eat too, what's the point of? It's also the, not. She. It's a pretty dated reference, you? you know. Yeah, it's an awful reference. It's not even like, what's her best case scenario there? Like you're really enthusiastic, and like you think it's. Oh, funny. I love I specifically don't. the lemurs from Madagascar. That's so funny. Sasha Baron Cohen was so funny in that movie. I can't believe that Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, I think we talked about that on this episode. Yeah, I was shocked. I didn't crazy. know that until we brought it up last time. Uh, yeah, we learned so much On this honorable here. mentions list, we also have bonus stars, the good player equalizer. Yeah, 
Um, I think it's self-explanatory, but it's funny. Yeah, you don't even need uh, a whole episode for that. And I feel like we've talked about it, but I love bonus yeah. stars so much. Uh, I like this topic that says Minnie Mouse flirting. That came up. Did it? Uh, yeah, I don't remember where. I think we talked about it. Ah, here we go. The primordial etiquette of costume Disney characters. Number 11. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Because that uh, one was the topic that you brought up that I thought was very interesting. Uh, the Santa M&M's commercial. It's funny because, like, I see this. I know you had to put this there, but I know exactly what that is. Yeah. Why I do they always play the it. same commercial? I don't know. You would think that they would update it. Hershey's updated theirs. The Hershey Kiss one with the bells, you know? Yeah. Um. They updated that one. I don't know why Santa and meeting the M&Ms has been on the air for 30 years. I actually, I did I tell you what happened? Mal and I topic. were watching 90s commercials. Did I tell you that? No. I, I've done that once before. I've watched like all through like 80s, 90s, like infomercials. I, I go through commercial binges. Yeah. So I actually, yeah. I was thinking about, I've been, I've been kind of stun locked on this. I've been thinking about this a lot. And, and this is going to cut into the time that we have to look at the things mm -hmm. for every episode. But I, I think it's fascinating because I was looking at 90s commercials, right? And there's this idea that things were more innocent, pure, whatever, more fun. I think it's interesting that these commercials, the reason I think they're so impactful is because that's the only way you can engage with the media and these characters. Like – the green M&M, right? Mm -hmm. The green M&M in 2022 is a different connotation. There's a different understanding of her as a character because people, anybody can go on Google Images and make a meme of her and, and warp her character into whatever they want her to be, right? Mm -hmm. But the green M&M in a commercial from the 90s only exists on TV in that form. So there's no way to engage with the media beyond so what is presented. Seriously, this is a big deal to me. It's fascinating, I think, because what it means is that, like, Pizza Hut's brand isn't sullied or tarnished by the bullshit that you see online because it doesn't exist yet. You see it in the media, and you're like, oh, everybody loves Pizza Hut. Look at that commercial, right? Mm -hmm. It exemplifies, like, uh, it's an institution. It's not, like, a meme or a Twitter to be dunked on. I don't know. It's interesting to me. I don't know if there's anything to this. I'm sure a lot of papers have been written, but yeah. I think it's neat how cultural symbols have like, because of the democratization of the internet and the fact that anybody can engage with them now, a lot of them hold so much less weight. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. I think uh, completely, not simply unrelated. I was at lunch with my stepdad yesterday. Okay. And I had two friends there. You know, we were just like catching up. And he, he just said, uh, did any, any of you guys see that new commercial for E.T.? And I e. go, E.T.? No. And he goes, oh, well, it was awesome. <laughs> and that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> well, I, you didn't ask any qualifying questions? Well, after that, I was like, okay, well, if it's awesome, like, if it's E.T., he was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, E.T. comes back. Elliot has, like, children now. You know, he reaches out to the kids. And I'm like, what is this? advertising uh, and he goes okay. uh, Christmas <laughs> just the concepts <laughs> pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I think that's... Uh, I mean, if milk can have a lobby, right? Like if if big milk can exist, you know? All right. You know what? What? Uh, I just looked it uh, up. I just looked it up. I've seen this ad. I was confused too. It's Comcast. Oh. It's for Xfinity. The idea is like making connections all over the country. I literally, okay. I see that. And I'm just like, you pretty much, I'm not. I don't know if we should count this Comcast ad as canon or not, but that drastically impacts the ET timeline. Yeah, he's going to get captured again. Uh, that, that's very dangerous for him to come home. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't but, aged a day either. I'm looking at him. I, I want to I focus on this because we are running out of time. 12 minutes in and we have not <laughs> even touched uh, number one. So episode number one. Yeah, so uh, we're going through all the episode titles and seeing if we can figure it out. Okay. So, and I think we wrote them in kind of a coded way, so it makes sense. Yeah, Because uh, so. we started with the moral implications of advertising your podcast. Because I think every every series needs a pilot episode, right? Yep. Are you good? It, it, yeah, sorry. I was moving around. I had something under my wheelchair. I didn't think you'd be able to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> the wheel of my chair was stuck struggling. on something. Okay. Anyways, the no, moral implications they, of advertising yeah. your podcast. I, I think like we needed a pilot episode and I think it was like – I think you and I are both kind of meta when it comes to stuff like this. And we were like, sure. you know, it's the first podcast episode about advertising it as we're advertising it. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. I, I, I have, don't think there's an ethical way to advertise your podcast. I think I still no don't. matter what. It, no. Still at 48 episodes later, uh, I don't think there's an answer or a way to do it. Um, so I, I think approaching that in the first episode was a wise decision. Like, I, I don't know if we can remember like every topic we branched off onto, but I think just figuring out what the topic was intended to be is good sure. enough, which brings mm-hmm. us to the political ramifications of laser tag. And what? You don't remember that? I remember that one dearly. What's the, is it like how hard you should try? Yep. The political ramifications of laser tag has to do with how hard how much do you want to be a tryhard in laser tag? Because people like are going to be embarrassed, children, right? Or exactly. Yeah, okay. Or, or, okay, okay, or okay. You, I think I think we talked about Brian, who was very good at laser tag, right? Like the Brian. the thirty year old guy that would uh, that would show up and clean up all the kids. Oh and yeah. And we said that guy's name is always Brian. And then you told me about Brian at karaoke, and you sent me a picture, and he looked like a Brian. Was was Brian the the guy who always sings "Sex on Fire"? That's the one. All right, I don't think that's his real name for the record. I think I just probably wanted to find a way to like force that into it because it's a really funny conversation. Okay, let's talk about this. I went to that same bar the other night Mm. for the first time probably in a year. Same guy still doing sex on fire. (laughs) Does it not get boring? It doesn't get routine at a point. He's still... He is like a jacked guy wearing... uh, sleeveless shirt and he takes home a new girl every single week by seeing sex on fire. And if that doesn't work, he uh, course corrects with a uh, champagne supernova. Just a nice oh. little overcorrection. You know, I, yeah, I feel that's like nice. Cause it's, you know, if he did uh sex on fire and then did like, 
I don't know, like someday by the stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know yeah, what you the mean. Another same like hard crowd so, falls yeah. for it. Yep, yep, yep. But if you overcorrect the champagne, so, oh, he's so sensitive. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so sweet. I, I think totally he's a genius you. now. Like, I think yeah, I was yeah, kind of yeah. like dogging <laughs> on it back then. But after seeing the overcorrection, I feel like I've never seen him go to plan C before. Right. But if he did, I think, do you think like sync? you know, something? Probably Prince. Yeah, like, I think it has to be someone more like flamboyant, like Harry Styles, right? I guess also yes. Prince. Like, I think yeah, that's you, the third yeah. path. Yeah, the fir- the the route A, it's like <laughs> they give like Shadow and Sonic, like which yeah. uh, path I mean, opening with to- Sex on Fire is just like you want people to see you as a sexual object here. Yeah, that's the easiest route. If you can yeah. make that work, it's like boom, we're done. But if you got to turn on more levers and like, all right, turn on the waterworks, we're getting sensitive in this bitch, and then you put on a champagne supernova, and if that doesn't work, you got to go full like Prince. Not androgyny, but like no, no, let's I get, get what you're mysterious. saying. You got to get mysterious. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really wonder what like his full repertoire is because it always starts the same. The second song's always the same. But I have to assume someone as prepared as this guy, who <laughs> ideally spends one song at a bar. Yeah, I have to assume this list goes down to like Plan H. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's going home with somebody. Yeah. And he's got he's plays on all, plays. I'm sure like somewhere in there, it's just like, uh, lose yourself, Eminem. You know, like who <laughs> At knows? At the very bottom. Yeah. You got to scrape the bottom of the barrel with like, forgot about Dre. Because with <laughs> karaoke, right? Like when you have a bar full of people always signing up for it, I feel like it can be hard to even get like four songs in for a whole night, you know? Right. There's so many people there. Yeah. So I think he picked a strong top two. Yeah. Yeah, there's a wide group of people that are going to be a bar, and I think you're going to catch a lot of flies with one of those two. That's, yeah. that's good. It's a science. So uh, <laughs> I'm just reading number, our third topic, and I remember this yeah. one vividly. I remember this one well, and I remember what we came down to, the united affairs of eugenics and Mickey Mouse. And we wondered what gives – why are there some animals that could talk and have cognizance yeah, and sentience? The age-old conversation. Right. Everybody's had this talk, whatever. But I don't think anybody's had the same conclusion that we did, which is, do you remember? No. It's in the clothes. The clothes clothes. bestow the power. Yep. Uh, I do remember when we were recording this episode, it felt that that was kind of like, you know, it's episode three and all, but that's where I felt like it kind of hit its stride, where it was like, all right, we can talk about eugenics. (laughs) Finally. We've been wanting to for two whole episodes. Now's the time. Yeah, it was all in the clothes. Like, Pluto just does not wear a shirt. Yep. And because of that, he's he's dumb and just a well, dog. Well, Chip and Dale don't wear shirts. Fuck. Wait. They, well. They the can. The rescue rangers do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, hmm. Oh, I'm really sorry to put a hole in this. canonically, they were naked first. Yeah, 45 <laughs> episodes later. <laughs> I guess we'll have to return to it in uh, season two. <laughs> yeah, episode 49, <laughs> eugenics again. Our producer just said, do they have bow ties? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so Chip disgusted? And Justin have did nothing ties. wrong. I think he's making a Chippendales joke, right? Is that? Oh, I see. Okay. That's pretty good if so. By the way, just uh, our producer also said a wicked game by Chris Isaac. That's a great one. To go down the list at the karaoke, yeah. that one's going to get someone. 
I feel like I, I really just I'm still focused on this. That <laughs> Sex on Fire to Champagne Supernova is such a hard pivot. Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, starting with Sex on Fire is letting your intentions be known at the beginning, but it is, yeah, uh, yeah you could go in. But I feel like that. opening with Sex on Fire is bold, whereas like closing with Sex on Fire, like that being your plan C could come off as right. a bit desperate. Yeah, you're right. Please, someone, believe me. <laughs> My sex is on fire, please. And I know that when it comes- What a dumb name for a song, by the way. To, yeah, yeah, it is. So stupid. Uh, Episode four, this one was all you. Like, this is something you're passionate. No, no, this was me. Oh, I no, I'm thinking of five. You. Yeah, yeah, four, four was me, five was you. Okay, because, like, I want to talk about the societal impact of correcting you are grammar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I, I don't really remember, like, what caused that. Because, like, not what we talked about, but what in my life caused me to bring that up. Because usually those things are related. I think it's just straight up, like, the internet and what it's like to get replies on every tweet. I oh, think it's yeah. just th- that that's all it is, is existing in public as an internet person. Because, I really don't care about stuff. Like, I mean, I want to seem right. intelligent, but at the end of the day, it's all about like, if I said a sentence and you understood it, my job speaking a language is done. Yep. Yeah. The message I think it's that received. simple. Number five is the myopic arrogance of a server memorizing your order, and I'll never forget this story. I ordered this is a burrito. all you. I d- I can't believe it, dude. The guy I ordered a burrito, and this motherfucker didn't write down that I said uh, no sour cream. Or Why did he it memorize was. it, bro? So dumb, man. Why do people do that? This happened to be two more times. I've never since been this impressed episode. by a server. Like whenever yeah. I get my food back, and let's say it's correct, and despite them not writing it down, I'm never impressed. I always say you got lucky. Yeah, I, I'm never like, like yo. Sometimes the kitchen messes up, you know, and the server's like, oh well, I wrote it down. I was like, well, you have no proof now. You know, the evidence is gone. <laughs> the burden of proof is on you. Where are the receipts? I, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm annoyed because this still happens in Biden's America. It's nasty. Um, the demented phenomenon of anime profile pictures. And this one, I think, is pretty self-explanatory. This one accidentally turned into a two-parter. But what was crazy was the first <laughs> six episodes were recorded in bulk, and there were a break between six and seven. So the part two was, like, pent up. Right. That's what yeah. it was. I forgot about that. Damn. We, had, we almost just titled episode seven, the demented phenomenon of anime profile pictures, parentheses, part two. But yeah. uh, I mean, we named it the revisited dilemma of avatar identity. These two episodes are the same topic. Yeah, for the most part. But I, but I like the second one's intro because I do think there is uh, there is a little bit of magic to uh, picking your profile picture, whatever it is that will represent you. You know, yeah, I think that's neat. I um, was playing Pokemon the other day. Mm-hmm. I just were like random viewers. And in game, you can take a picture of anything in the game and make that your profile picture in game. Okay. And there was someone who joined who had an anime profile picture taken off like one of the billboards in the game. Uh huh. And it was just like, it, that's too many layers deep for an anime profile picture in my world. <laughs> yeah, it's like an advertisement in a game. With a picture that you took from the game. Yeah, that's too much. I was like, being an anime profile picture on Twitter is one thing, but like going in the game and finding the one anime slide, it's too much. Yeah, that's wacky. I think we just talked uh, about like 
we stereotyped profile pictures for that episode. Yeah, yeah like the Toon Link the groggy holding the, the coffee cup, just a, an asshole on the internet. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a couple ones that just always go around. What are around. new profile so, pictures that have uh, you started to notice since then? Uh, I mean, a, just a generic anime girl is a big one. Yeah, that's I feel like, like eternal, though. Yeah, I don't know if we if there are maybe like the Giga Chad guy. Like, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of Giga. Chad. I feel like the Giga Chad profile pictures are probably like the most out of shape people and they always <laughs> like i think the giga chat profile pictures are the biggest contrarians on twitter sure pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, their their existence is contrarian. And so they represent it any way that they can by publishing. Yeah. Just, I think their opinions feel stronger with yeah. him on their side. I wonder if... Hmm... You know, I don't know if we talked about it then, but I wonder if the ease of, like, taking pictures and publishing stuff on the internet has made it so, like, you don't really have the same uh, profile picture stereotypes anymore because anybody can take a picture of anything at any time. You know what I mean? Or, like, a picture of themselves or, like, you could be represented by anything. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. in the past, it was just like, oh, here's this fun Toon Link picture. Oh, there aren't that many Toon Link pictures, so I'm going to use Oh, those. I think we talked about headbanging you know Mario because that's like a classic GIF. Right, right, right. right that's like yeah. the forum GIF. Yeah, headbanging Mario was up there. Um, Do you know what it's from? I think I told you. Is it milk commercial, right? No, it's or, from Mario Pinball Land commercial. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I've seen it. Hold on. Mario yeah. Pinball Land commercial. It's not in my uh, recommend. Oh, yeah, it's rapping Mario. Yeah, he raps and then he, yeah. All right. I play this game. <laughs> it's kind of, it's crazy. It's oh, yeah. good. Oh, actually. no. Yeah, that's rapping Mario. Where's headbanging Mario from? Maybe it is a milk commercial. Okay, yeah. So rapping Mario is this. All right. Headbanging Mario. Uh, Singapore Airlines? Oh, that's crazy. What? That's definitely not Mario. I'm looking at him right now. That is that is not Super Mario. Okay, I'm watching. I did not know the the headbanging Mario gif is from a commercial for Singapore Airlines where Mario jumps out of the TV and oh yeah, this is not Mario. That is oh, not Mario. Look at that game they're playing at the end. It's just that he headbangs for just a split second. It's like it's a <laughs> blink and you miss it kind of moment. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, I can't they believe definitely I've... did not get permission to do this. Yeah, it's just you have to view copyright law in like different countries, and it's a mystery. <laughs> you can just oh God, get away with it. Absolutely not, Mario. Yeah, that's an imposter. It's crazy because like it's not even like anything on him is different. It's like blue overalls, you know, red hat, whatever. But you could just tell something. They just different. didn't have the reference doc, is what it looks like. Yeah. 
They got to go through the, uh, the the Nintendo licensing agreement to be able to know. What are these blocks? I'm looking at the end. Like, they don't have the question mark blocks, but everything know. else is the same. This is so weird. And then we have the sacred geometry of McDonald's nuggets for episode eight. I remember that one. I think it was, was just, just as simple as, like, yeah. just talking about what the fuck are these weird shapes? Yeah, it was like boot, stop sign, rectangle, right? Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I start. I forget what they were called, but they have how, names. How did we pivot off of that? Like, I, I really don't know where we go from there. I bet we talked about Grimace. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, My I definitely talked we, about like the the movies. Yes, exactly. I feel like we talked about like Grimace, Hamburglar, the Bird. Oh, I remember the first episode I talked about like my McPurgatory story. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the one. Yeah, the, with the, the, the shitty McDonald's. Yeah. Wait, didn't we go there? You and I, we passed it. Yes, yeah. yeah actually, uh, we Zach and I were there. recording something, and I brought him to the Santa Monica McDonald's where it all happened. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, that video never got released because the technical audio was, difficulties. Yeah, technical. But it was so funny, you guys. Oh, we can my do God. that any day of the week, though. I yeah. Well, now I'm unemployed, so I can get out there. Yo, <laughs> go back to Santa Monica. Hell yeah. Uh, um. The forgotten etymology of the wife beater. This was your idea, but it's a great one. Yeah, it's... Uh, Why do they call it that? Etymology is a word that definitely entered my lexicon like in this episode because we we were pretty big thesaurus users. I like. I actually don't think we used a thesaurus until this episode. Right. Well, I, I knew what etymology was, but I think it, like it's one of those I things where we didn't think you. about it. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to like you you really have to see, and I think you could tell as the episodes go how much we use the thesaurus because like the words start to not make sense anymore. Uh-huh. Like like maybe like seventy like, percent. I think the sense, Dementa phenomenon makes sense. Myopic arrogance. Like I think myopic is kind of like a twenty five cent word, but sure. it's still it's still normal enough. Uh, societal yeah. impact, United Affairs, political ramifications. Like it's. Pretty standard. It's, it's all standard English. And then you can see, like, episode nine was where we kind of started, like, getting a bit more. I mean, 11 is primordial etiquette. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, fucking 12 is the paradoxical zenith of my stepbrother's quantum <laughs> superposition. I, I think that one reeks of thesaurus. Yeah, that we we definitely spilled the whole book out on that one. But uh-huh. but yeah, let's talk about, yeah, the forgotten etymology of a wife beater, which why it's just like, why do they call it that? Why do they call That's it crazy. that? crazy. That's <laughs> nobody told. Why isn't it just a tank top? Why is it called a wife beater? And everybody does it. Like even in civilized society, like you could go to Target and they say they're selling wife beaters. Why do they do that? It just feels like, you know, we've stopped saying stuff like master bedroom, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is that one still on the table? Yeah. I uh, think something else to talk about, like censoring language over time, mm-hmm. uh, bring it back to like, the community of Pokemon. Uh, you know HMs, right? Yes. That that's HMs suck as a mechanic. You have to have them on your Pokemon. You have to waste a perfectly good slot. And you know, people always refer to them as like HM slaves. Okay. And I the community has since kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's just like certain Pokemon are good quote HM slaves because they can learn four of them, four necessary ones, and then you just sure. show their whole moveset okay. with that. So it's like, I get it. It, and it, what just happened was like, I think eventually people were like, eh, let's not call them that. But 
what I think sucks is that nobody has offered a replacement for it. Mm-hmm. They say HM like mule. I was going to say mule is the first thing I thought of, like a, like a pack mule, yeah. Yeah, that's what they use commonly, but it's just, I think there's, it's just not a fun word. Sure. Because personally, be I struggle one. saying it, like, especially like fuel, like those words, like, I have to put a lot of mental energy into saying. Really? You get, yeah. Fuel I, is hard for you? Okay. Um, I had like this. I had a, not a speech impediment growing up. I just, I was young, stupid. I had to go into speech therapy. I couldn't really say my R's very well. Mm-hmm. Like I would say like, oh yeah, my I went on a one the other day, you know, stuff like that. Oh, I see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like speech therapy hammered that out, but for some reason they could never get me out of saying, uh, for the longest time, F-U-E-L, I would just pronounce it as feel. Uh, and, that's tough. Okay. Yeah. So people would be like, oh, I need feel for the car or or for and so I've kind of just avoided saying the word entirely. Even me at 27, like I still struggle saying it. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, so I have to put like a lot of unnatural emphasis, make sure I say few and then L. Because if I try to Got say it too you. fast, yeah, yeah. I just say feel. I, See, and that's it sounds, interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like everybody has a word. Like I don't like like rural. I have rural? to do it big on our like rural or world or. Yeah. Uh, last night I had to say rare wear. Hate that. Hate that, dude. I Too many had, R's, it's tough. Uh, what was it? What was it? I had, like, I could always say mule just fine. And then people started telling me, it was like, oh, you can't say fuel? Just, it's like mule. And I was like, oh, shit, oh. now I can't say that word either. You know, like, as soon as I started thinking <laughs> about it. Now you locked them both out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, it's like, I can say it correctly, but it's not like a passive thing. I would avoid it at all costs, but I can say it if I put a lot of mental power into it. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes it takes actual commitment, like brain yeah. energy. I feel that. And then uh, we had okay, so I want chapter 10, uh yes. the God defying audacity of Randy Savage. I just want everyone to know this was the first idea Coney put on the podcast. Yeah, the Randy Savage thing actually changed the way that I think about the world unironically i was uh I, I i this story is still i don't know why this is so stuck in my brain it's like burned an image it's seared into my mind um randy savage used to be a pro wrestler gave his life to pro wrestling started when he was 16 years old went until he died right his entire life was pro wrestling it was his legacy i was traveling and i think it was in north carolina or south carolina or something and i stopped at a gas station and there was a i said just go back and watch stand. the episode yeah, just go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah, you can figure out the story. But the the, the point of it is, much like the Pharaoh's face, the Sphinx's face on the pyramids, how you will be remembered is not... Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
how you lived your life, okay? Just it's not even your you choice. You don't get to control it. Yeah, exactly. You you the, the thing that you have devoted your life to may not be what you're remembered for. And I think yeah. that is terrifying. I really like the Hamilton quote of like, you know, it kind of separates people into three groups of like who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Right. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh primordial etiquette of costume Disney characters number 11 as we said. Mickey, Minnie Mouse what, flirting. Yeah, what do you do with Minnie flirts in front of Mickey? Right in front of you. Like I mean it sounds she, like they're separated, right? Cuz or they're just not like committed enough because they don't they don't live together. Yeah, they do have two separate houses. Um I definitely brought I up we, Mortimer Mouse here. One you definitely brought time. up Mortimer. I think we that speculated if it's just like Maybe it's just like a business relationship. Like they just got married so he can look like a family man, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things that to, to isn't it crazy? Like, I mean, it makes sense. But I feel like people are valuing marriage less and less as time's going on. Cause sure. you know, like people are just not having kids until later. People are not getting married until way later. Like right. I wonder how long it's gonna take until we get like a president who's not married. Oh, like a bachelor president? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I I, I don't, don't think we ever, well, a person is good or even better, like, because they're married, right? Right, yeah. I think, like, I, naturally, you kind of assume, oh, you have someone in your corner, that should help mentally a lot, but I, I feel like... No, I think the idea is marriage used to be the same way that, like, people used to value having a college degree. It's not uh -huh. about the education i think it's more about the fact that you stuck through it you're committed uh the fact that you kind of you you you're willing to deal with things as weird as that sounds i think marriage is kind of in the same boat where it's like you're not no, people see it as like, less selfish i you know? get it but I, I feel like just take one step back and see the big picture like are people in those political positions not getting married to look exactly that like Oh, no, you're right. I think it's yeah. the same way that people also, like, people realize that college degrees aren't necessary. There are so many smart and successful people who didn't graduate. Like, it's the same kind of thing, but I do think it's going to take a couple generations, honestly. I would, like, you know, I would like to see the female president. I would like to see a lot of new presidents. I want to see the bachelor president. Bad. <laughs> Just oh god, that sounds like a, uh, a foreign affairs nightmare. He's just sleeping with, like, all the all the women all over the country trying to hit on him. Oh my god, <laughs> going into different nations and this, okay. hitting on the women. Oh man. Okay, hear me out. This sounds this like guy's a, gonna be a sleaze ball. Good comedy that you could write, starring like it. Like it's it's not Will Ferrell, but it's like a Will Ferrell type of comedy starring like yeah, 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 Brad Pitt. Like it has to be a pretty boy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who's still George kind Clooney of could do like it. older? Oh my God! Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's got he's got good comedy chops, but he is the president of the United States, the first bachelor, and he goes around the 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 world charming other ambassadors and other you know oh high my power, God. like presidents and prime ministers. The title would be called Bachelor of the United States. You know, something like that. <laughs> it's not great, but it's like what they would do. Botus. Yeah. Or President Bachelor. You know, like That's something fun. like that. You could put that Batch. on Netflix tomorrow. People would watch it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I could pitch it. But uh, this one was you, number twelve. I'm not done talking about Bachelor President yet, though. All right, go back. Because I think we it has to end in like the bullshit route, right? Where what do you mean? He's he just falls in love, right? Like that's how these stories. Oh, end. sure, yeah. 
Of yeah, course. it's it's a comedy, but the main objective is like it's got to be like his secretary. He has right? to get married at the end. He has to settle yeah. down. Yeah, the person that was in yeah, front of him. Yeah, that's exactly how this movie's Maybe go. his vice president. Maybe it's like his running mate, his vice president that like he picked up. Do you up think the bachelor be... president just hired some babe? So, yes. Just, yeah. To, because oh you no don't no no want, hear me oh, out. Oh, dude, that's genius. You you the, the the bachelor president wants a babe vice president to secure the vote because you got to keep up with this. Will they? Won't they? The sexual tension is going to uh -huh. erupt. I was going to say, if you don't vote for them, you're not going to see did it. Did you watch Ricky Bobby? Uh, I did, but I don't remember much of it. Okay, so like. He has, like, this nerdy little, like, assistant who's helping with the car and everything. And has, like, this hot, blonde, bombshell wife. Okay. And at the end, you know, he should, the wife leaves him for whoever's on top. And then at the end, like, his, the nerdy little assistant was always there for him. And he ends up with her. And it's, like, sure, I can kind of see it as, like, President Bachelor is slaying bimbo after bimbo. And then, <laughs> you know... His his VP, he was like, I don't want to handle all the nerd shit, you know, like hires, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like you know, hair up, hair up, glasses on, kind yeah. of like a yeah, real nice and tight attire, like, and then falls for her when she's the one getting him out of all the bad situations time and time again. Right, she lets her hair down, takes off the glasses, she's suddenly gorgeous. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right in front of him the whole time. All right, you know what? Someone please write this. Write movie. the movie. Write this movie and give us producer credit you know yeah. that's all we i don't ask. need a lot just get producer credit and hey if you want to bring us in for consulting have some great ideas yeah truly just have your people call my people but i would love to see major motion picture president bachelor <laughs> anyways I, I feel like we really did give away a, a, a million dollars uh, genuinely idea, i think that's a phenomenal idea that releases around the holiday season that you go see with your family <laughs> there you go 2023 Make it happen. We, there has to be just simple numbers. There has to be a producer or somebody in power who can make this happen who listens. I think sure. it's a good idea. Someone's dad works in Hollywood here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit us up. Or don't. Take the idea and run. We don't care. But if this movie comes out, you it. and I are going to the premiere. That's all I ask. Bare minimum. Absolutely. Yeah, tux on and everything. I'll wear a suit. And if we can influence casting, George Clooney is my pick. Yeah, I, I'm or sure Brad Pitt. a better one. Brad Pitt. I, I think Ryan Gosling, maybe? You think no, he's I think young? he needs to be older, right? Because Ryan yeah, Gosling right. doesn't even pass for a 35-year-old. No, you're right. Um, but I think he has to be, like, freshly, like, 35, 40 is kind of... Hey, George Clooney's not old that. actors. I just looked it up. Uh, Jamie yeah. Foxx would be good. Denzel Washington would be good. Sasha Baron Cohen, Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah, Daniel Craig. I think we're yeah. looking at the same list. Yeah, 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 this could work. Pierce Brosnan. Oh, that's my president, Pierce Brosnan, right there. Oh, my God. That would, yeah, Pierce Brosnan would be good. Thank uh, you, Mr. President. I, Rob Lowe. I yep. think, like, Rob Lowe would be good. I think, like, even, like, Peter Gallagher, you know, Sandy Cohen from the OC. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Like, that's, like, the good, attractive older guy, but I feel like it's, like, it's not bachelor or charismatic energy for me. Sure. Yeah, you've really got to get the energy right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hear me out. Like, I'm picking from the Marvel basket here. Like, Robert Downey Jr. or Hugh Jackman? Like, either of those. Oh, Hugh Jackman would be terrific. Yeah. I feel like Robert Downey Jr. is just, it would just be another Iron Man, you know? Yeah. Which, I guess it's a good excuse to do it because he can't do that anymore. So, uh -huh. you know. 
I, I honestly, I would even put Leonardo DiCaprio as my bachelor president. Like, yeah. there's a lot of like people in Hollywood that you could do. Yeah. Oscar Damn, Isaac. Leo has come up a bunch on this uh, podcast. Yeah, he sure has. Usually for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> Usually sex related. Yeah, yeah, involving headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, okay. Okay. No, no, no. I'm sorry. One more. Yep. 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 Johnny Depp. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Matthew McConaughey. Johnny Depp, I just started thinking of like Jack Sparrow. I don't okay, know why. Okay, okay, I just, he's Jack Sparrow to me. Final answer. Final answer. Yeah. John Stamos. John Stamos. I forget what he... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. That's my yep, president. Yep, yeah. John Stamos is your bachelor president. <laughs> Make it happen. All right. Uh, John Stamos was in Muppets Haunted Mansion? What the fuck? All right. Sorry. <laughs> He's wait, also so in The Little Mermaid Live. Okay, this is so crazy. We have like 20 minutes to get through 60% of our titles. All right. Uh, let's be quick. Um... Primor uh, uh, paradoxical zenith of my step bros quantum superposition. Easy. Uh, the influx of incest porn on websites. Yeah, what the fuck's going on there? That's so weird. Uh, 13, the cultural perversion of Funko Pops. This one was inspired because I went to Disney World and some guy had a, had a Funko Pop of... Oh my God, who was it? I want to say it was the Joker, but it wasn't the Joker. It was something like that, though. Like, maybe the Punisher? It was, it was too far, was, though. Yeah, it was it was a Funko Pop of a character who's like who whose purpose for existing is mm -hmm. massively misunderstood. Like somebody looks at the character is like that's literally me. You know what Can I mean? Can we also like a take a step back and talk about how paradoxical zenith of my step bros quantum superposition? I think that's my favorite title we have. Yeah, I think that's the best title. <laughs> yeah. My step bro. It's very personal. It's my stepbrother, you know? Yeah. Sometimes when I'm <laughs> out in public, <laughs> I don't really do this bit anymore, but I used to refer to my friends as step bro or stepsis in public to make people oh, uncomfortable God. around us. Yeah. Um, I, I say I, this thing I used to do, I did it like twice and I thought it was kind of funny, but it makes everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. So I don't do I it. I can imagine everybody in the room it is miserable when you say that. Because like, oh sure, like I don't say, care about them. Bro. I think that's funny, but I think it's the people say, who bro. I'm referring to <laughs> also get uncomfortable. <laughs> you could just say, bro. Do you have to say step? You know, just, uh, the step part is what makes it bad. Um, yeah. Exactly. The alluring divertisement of scholastic book fairs. We talked about scholastic book fairs, and we also said if your school wants to bring us in, we would love to be a part of it. I got no DMs calls. over this. Did you? Uh, no official call. I mean, yeah, I got fucking 12 follower Timmy who yes. messaged okay. me saying, I, you come to my book fair, but I don't think he actually has any polar connection. No, I don't think so either. Oh. I did get I did get some people DMing me like, okay. you know, you should come to this. And I'm like, I, no. But Zach, this it. isn't. I'm trying to make this story short, okay? 
But okay, yeah. I was recently talking to my family, and uh-huh. I was reminded of every single week at my elementary school on Friday, all the kids in the entire school would go to the auditorium for like uh, just just uh, what we called Good Morning Truman for Truman Elementary. Uh-huh. And we would spend the entire week learning a song with hand motions and everything, and then we would all sing it. And this is an auditorium of predominantly white kids. Okay. And every February for Black History Month, we would sing a song called Harriet Tubman. What? And it, this song is very difficult to find online, but I finally found it. And we have hand motions <laughs> for everything. And then you have an auditorium of tiny little white kids singing. The first line says, I had a dream beat. I was in slavery. 1850 was the time. And it's just. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's the point of the song is that I did look it back. The songwriter was black, but okay. it, it still just felt not tasteful because. Yeah, that hits different when you're in Oklahoma. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. The story of the song is kind of saying, like, I had a dream that I was in slavery with Harriet Tubman, and now I get it. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe it gives off when you're white and singing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, I, you know what? I thought these people were just complaining about nothing. I didn't even give a shit. I had a bro, bad now dream. Now I live through. Yeah, I had a bad dream. Wait, you mean like that? I thought you meant like I have a dream like the Martin Luther King style. No, like, no, no, you know, no. I, I have a vision. You mean literal. I literally fell asleep and I dreamt that I was with Harriet Tubman and now I am empathetic. Yeah, the the chorus is like uh it goes like come on up ba-da-dun. and it's like I got a lifeline come on up to this train of mine being the underground railroad. Oh my god. Yeah, which again super like the song's fine in like again, it's a black songwriter. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. I I totally hear you. It's yeah, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's fine the way that it's written. You guys probably shouldn't have sang it. That's probably and not. We had hand and they're motions, trying to help which you. is like the widest thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, I can. Oh my god, I'm visualizing it. I uh, see it. The slavery hand motion is you put like your middle finger and thumb around your wrist, and then you did it with the other wrist. Oh my god, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, you like see. That. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh. No. I feel if I do this on stream, I'm gonna get banned on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, it's a hate crime somehow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like this. Okay. But it just, my sister, who's eight years younger than me, told me she still did it in elementary school. And she went for like senior day and she just graduated last year. And they oh still my sing God. it. They still sing it in the year 2022. They're going to get in trouble for 23 that. 23 or whatever. We're going to see. I just can't believe like public schools haven't stepped in because it does not feel tasteful. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Somebody's going to stop them at some point. You're okay. going to see an so, article on msn.com about your school at some yeah, point. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so that's uh, – where else? Oh, the cultural degradation of music television, of MTV. Uh, that whole episode is just about how it was cool. Justin did music for MTV, and mm-hmm. he has the trading cards. And that was really just a Justin episode. Kind of. Justin did the music for Yo Mama. On MTV, which is incredible. Wasn't that Fez so, from that 70s show who hosted yes, that? Yes. Wilmer Valderrama, I yeah. think, was, was his and name. And now they're yeah, doing but, that uh, 90s show? Did you see that? Yeah, that's so dumb, man. Yeah, it's Why? dumb. Anyways, uh, after that, 
Oh, oh, this is a big one for us. The capitalist sovereignty of an eternal rat. That's Chuck yeah, E. Cheese, right? That's the Chucky episode. Yeah, we love a Chuck E. Cheese. That's Chucky saying poggers and fall guys. <laughs> poggers. Oh, yours is so much better than mine. Oh poggers. We watched it again. We uh we all went to I think it was You're the rehearsed. Love Week Invitational. Yeah, oh dude, yeah. I'm I I, I love whenever I get to show it to people because I get to say it again. Yeah, you get tremendous. to show people for the first time and it's special. It's delight. We showed Mars, I think, for the first time. And yeah. he, you know, it was at a taco place where they served cow brain. It was great. I know he wouldn't follow through on it because he's a lazy content creator. Yeah. But he was like, that could be a, a sub alert. <laughs> if, if that was it a sub alert, I'm gifting daily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, Chucky, I don't know if he still streams. I don't think so. I don't. I think it was a pandemic thing. It didn't really work out. You talked yeah, about, he's gone. oh my God. I like seeing the direct path from one episode to another because yep. here yeah. we talk about Chuck E. Cheese and then the following episode is the presumptuous disposition of ghost kitchens. What was yep. it, Pasquale's? Pasquale's, yeah. Pasquale is the drummer in the Chuck E. Cheese band and he also make uh, the pizza. He make the pizza. And when you got Pasquale's pizza on DoorDash, you were actually getting Chuck E. Cheese, which is amazing. I respect it. It's a good hustle. Well done, Chucky. Hey, the previous episode was about him being a capitalist, and there he is winning in Thriving. capitalism. Yeah, he's doing it big. Uh, I do episode respect, 18 is Smash Bros. Yeah, I respect us for just not even trying to dress it up. People nope. want us to talk about Smash Bros, and we did. There you go. You got your one Smash Bros episode. I can't believe that was 30 episodes ago. I distinctly remember that one. It feels That's early. Crazy. Yeah, I agree. I think the other one that feels a bit too early to me was like the paradoxical zenith of a Stepros quantum superposition. I was like, yeah, that didn't feel like later. episode 12. Exactly. I thought that'd be like 28 or something. Yeah. You know? So Smash Bros. and the sanctified transgressions of Newgrounds are kind of speeding through them at this point. Um, yeah, this still, is just Newgrounds culture, uh, Flash yeah. animation, how crass it was, Friday oh, Night and Funkin', then, you know. Yeah, it's super simple. The law-abiding technicality of remote execution, parentheses, anime. That was what? just like the morality of Death Note. Oh, yeah. What do you do if you get the Death Note? You told yeah. me how it works. It's usually just a heart attack. If you don't write, but you can write how they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was fun. That was the topic that you came up with, like, early and then we yeah. finally did it. I just think the Death Note is like interesting because in it, like it kind of says like no human has ever used it and not gotten power crazy with it. Yes, yeah. And it's like, you know, you kind of say like, no, I would be different, but would you? Yeah, I'd be different. Number 21 is Divine Multitude of Vehicular Manslaughter. I think this is when you had, uh, you got messed up in that Demolition Derby. Right? Oh my God, that's so true. I saw this and I was like, yeah. I have no idea what this is. Uh, I think because we uh, we were talking about how wild it is that Demolition Derby still exists at all. I got to say, this so fucked me up for a very long time. And during that, when it was happening, I was underselling the constant and chronic pain I was in because I was really? like, yeah, Jacob Offcanny was, I was like, I don't want this to reflect bad on him. Like he's doing good content. He's he's doing uh, like, like all this stuff. But like now that I'm like a little over, like I feel... Yeah, I have some things that come up every now and then still, but mm -hmm. uh, through like a lot of, you know, physical therapy and kind of like chiropractic work, you know, I, I feel a lot better, but it's just like that was shit I had to pursue on my own, you know? Right. Yeah. That, so that wasn't sucks. part of the shoot or anything. That was no. like extra homework you had to do. Yeah. So, so that sucked. And there was more things I could say about the shoot. Trust me. 
But I will just move on to the yeah. intrinsic mendacity of prepubescence. What the fuck is this? Uh, oh, no. Do we get stumped? Mendacity means lying. Being young and lying. Why do why do people okay, lie when they're thank young? Thank you. That's it. Thank you so much. Lying as a kid you. is funny, and why do they do it? We're good. Yeah, I'm sure we talked about like some topic. I, maybe this was the same episode. I know we talked about it at some point. We're just you ever just lie to your partner for random reasons, and it doesn't mean anything. Yep. Hey, yeah, wasn't yeah, it yeah. you trying to lie about eating Chipotle or something like that? That was literally it. I had the receipt yeah. in the car, and she was like, "Did you get Chipotle?" I'm like, "No." She's like, "I, I." It you says, gained nothing, and the evidence is in your face. It's right there, and the date was from yesterday. Like, obviously, <laughs> the, those things those things had the date on them. Yeah, so I got caught. Uh, so that was a brief one. Lying is funny. So, um, pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next is the lucrative miracle of the Fortnite zeitgeist. And I know, I vividly remember that we, you pitched this idea for a reason. Like, there was a character that just dropped that you were like, we have to talk about this. Really? Oh, yeah, because like, it was like the morning was, of. You were like, we have to talk about the new Fortnite. And I'm like, ah. Uh, I don't know who it could have been. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, who I'm scrolling broken, through. You know what's crazy is like now at this point, there are so many crazy characters. It could have been anybody. Like, Yeah, was it Naruto? Maybe. I think it could have been Naruto and then we Maybe DBZ. Yeah. Because that was like a big deal at the time. It was probably Dragon Ball or Naruto. One of the two. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, we were just talking about the insane crossover that is Fortnite. Fortnite rules. Love it. And the the scintillating romantics of Hollywood conspiracies. Yeah, this one was, uh, I forget which one launched it, but I think at the end of the Fortnite one, we were talking about, like, have you heard about, like, XXX? And I forget what the conspiracy was. I'm sure, like, Ray J came up, Leonardo DiCaprio came up again. Yeah, Justin, I don't know if you remember what it was. Do you have any knowledge of, like, weird Hollywood conspiracies? Because I know there was one that set us off that we couldn't, that I couldn't believe. Okay, getting question marks we got from question, Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got fair. question marks in the chat. Okay, I don't. Okay, I never mind then. There was one that set us off, and it was something like, it was something along the lines of like the Richard Gear one, where like Richard Gear got sent to the hospital because he had a gerbil in his butt, right? Yeah, it was, was like it that like, kind of thing. Okay, because I didn't know if it was like the adrenochrome conspiracy theories of like how the the rich stay old forever or young forever. It's, it's that, but Hollywood. So instead of like politics, it was that, but for Hollywood. I don't remember what it was. I mean that that Damn. is also in Hollywood. Like that's the yeah, theory kind of is the in Hollywood. Thing. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Uh, number know. 25, the imperishable prosperity of Pokemon cards. How are they still so valuable? This one we pivoted off of right away. I think. We just yeah, talked about we, Pokemon cards. Also, they changed the Pokemon cards. They always had a yellow border, but in the next scene, in the next set coming out, they're going to have a silver border instead. Wait, really? Yeah. Doesn't that mess with everything? 
No. Um, oh, it's like in, the inside border. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like the outside, like on the other side. I was like, dude, no. but then you won't be able to see. Okay, I see. Okay. Yeah, in Japan, they all have silver borders anyways, so they're just kind of like adopting to that. Got you. Yeah, I feel oh like that's Oh, my God. And then we have the awe-inspiring magnitude of 20,000 documented kisses, which I think <laughs> this was proposed at the same time as the Randy Savage episode. It was. We had this of idea just forever. two things you wanted to talk about. Uh, I forget. Richard Dawson, I think was Yeah, yeah, name? it's Richard Dawson. Uh, that's I was the watching guy. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother, and uh, in one of the final episodes, they talk about, like, Barney's levels of drunks, and they say, like... They were like, level one is Richard Dawson drunk, and he just starts kissing, like, random girls in the bar. And it's like, how are uh, you doing, young lady? Come here. Give me some sugar. Yeah. And just, and I was like, that's a good joke that I don't think I would have gotten if not for this podcast. Yep. Oh, my that's, God. Uh, then, we, we, fi- we finally talked about that. More be- the morbid. <laughs> The morbific mortification of Morbius. I think if I wrote this title today, I would have said morbification, just yeah. as an editor's note. Why did we do that? <laughs> uh, it was hot. We just wanted to talk about it. It's a good topic to start off with. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, number 28, the perennial inhibition of Dr. Seuss. I don't know what inhibition means. Maybe like the fact that people don't know... About the bad shit, maybe? The inhibition? I, uh. I think, uh, here, you can look it up. But I, I know, like, one joke that I've kind of talked about is, like, the, the sneeches, right? Especially when Twitter had, we like, talk the about that. purchasable verification. It yes. just made me think of that book nonstop because it's, like, if everyone gets a star, now the one who had a star originally want two stars. Yes. Or the yellow star that, you know, the, uh, the, the, piss the badge. corporations get. Exactly, yeah. People, yeah. yeah. I, I forget exactly. Oh, and I'm glad we got to talk about like the that. annual iridescence of rainbow rainbow capitalism, which that's a pretty self-explanatory thing of just talking about just how companies profit off Pride Month without really like supporting or believing in it for the other 11 months of the year. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah. That was fantastic. I, we talked about our favorite ones. Who made like the gay burger? Uh, The Whopper? I think I think it was the Whopper and the top and the bottom bum were the same. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> Holy shit. That's what it was. Love which wins. which makes the burger worse, yeah, by the way. It just does. Which, which is which is doing the opposite of what you want. It's like it basically is like giving you a burger and and saying this is unnatural. Like you don't want that. That's actually the opposite of what you want to do. And then we had the dystopian endangerment of Squid Game and this was probably right after they announced like the reality show for Squid Game. And yes. we talked about my banger tweet that got like 150K likes. Yep. Yeah. And it was growing rapidly while we were podcasting. It was, it was terrifying. I uh, remember that. Yeah. I hope they kill people. Just putting it out there. One day. I, I've, I've said this a million times. So my stream hates me because I have like 10 funny phrases and it's like you pull a string on my back and I say it. One day we will get to the point where people are killing each other on national TV on NBC. And on I'm YouTube. shocked we're not there yet. I can't believe on YouTube earlier. I think. Yeah, I, Mr. Beast will kill somebody in his lifetime. Remember this. Quote me. <laughs> if you've I hope he ever seen him talk murderer. about a video that hasn't gone live yet for unexplained reasons. Just, just realize <laughs> the incident. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have the ubiquitous cornucopia of bottled water. Yeah. Is that just water bottles taste? Or yep. just talking about water? Okay. Bro, what, bottled water, water is crazy. Yeah, yeah I think it's that? just because, I think it's just because it's like, 
how is bottled water so popular, right? Isn't it crazy? Kind of a basic one. What but, an you know. insane upcharge. Like you go to like any stadium, like they can yes. they can buy a 24 pack of water and they can just they can sell it for four dollars if they want to. Yeah, six in some places. Yeah, that's it always insane. happened when you go to like Evo for like a tournament, six dollar water bottles. You could buy a Dasani 24 pack for like three bucks. Unbelievable. Uh the habitual oh wait, no, the next oh, you one. Skipped one. The, yeah, the charitable degeneracy of competitive beer pong. Yeah, this, this was, was just like right after event. I hosted like my cup pong event and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that speaks for itself. And then we have the habitual mon- uh, mundanity of Saturday Night Live. This is just them being less interesting as time goes on. Yeah, we were talking about SNL. Everybody says it's gotten worse. Has it actually gotten worse? You know, is it was it ever good? What's its cultural apex? Whatever. I feel um, like it's one of those things that no matter how, like, can it shut down? People, I've seen a lot of like think pieces online that say uh, they they all say you know this should be the last season or whatever, but they're never gonna stop. Yeah. Now speaking of like people always said that about like Pokemon, like Ash should just retire, we should move on, and now he finally is. Yep. And people hate it. I think I think it's a base decision personally. I think it's brave. Yeah. I'm shocked they're doing it, but I'm kind of happy. You know, I think it's. I nice. think it was one of those things I always wanted, but now that they're doing it, I'm a little surprised. Yes. Um, I think it's just, I don't know. I think he had a good run. Let's, let's, uh, I, you know, I know like writing isn't super important in Pokemon, but I think from a writing standpoint, it feels pretty weird to like reset his power. Like he, he beats the champion. He's the champion of the Pokemon world. And then he's going to be like losing the Lechonks in the next episode. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, can't, Anyways, it, it, it doesn't really work that way. We needed a we new story. Broke our titling uh, nomenclature system, and we had the midseason think tank where we just talked about content ideas we want to do. And I don't remember any of the ones we pitched, but I'm sure we did some of them. I remember some of them. We talked about Mario Party 1v1 where both people control two characters, which uh, yeah. I still haven't done, and I still oh, think it's fantastic. Oh, what's so funny is I don't know if this is when it happened. It's one of these episodes. We talked about the... The Mario Party like tournaments that I wanted to host, and you were like, "That sounds so fun." We kind of planned it together, and then I oh. went and hosted it, the Mario Party summits. Yeah, and what was so funny was like I hosted these, and you weren't in the first one, and everyone yeah. says, "Where's Coney, Jacob? You came up with this idea with Zach, and you didn't even invite him." Kind of a yeah, bad you friend. are a bad friend. Honestly, you're a shitty friend for that one. Yeah. I can't believe you. When didn't in reality, me. Zach flaked three times in a row. I did get invited to the fourth one. So really, I would say that's kind of bad friend on you. Yeah, I flaked on the first three, but that fourth one, come on. No invite, I, That was a punishment. I put you in timeout for one summit. Okay, but I'm not coming to any more after how that fifth one ended. I'm still so mad. What if happened? you're listening to this, I, I, okay, I was in a lobby. I, we're so far over time. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go. I'm, it's, yeah, we're fine. I'm so mad about this. Uh, I was in a game with All Tribe, 360, Chris M, and uh, Spooky, right? And we're in a game. I'm winning, right? And I'm going to get a bonus star, and the game's going to be over. And then on the last turn, All Tribe finds a hidden star block, and he beats me. Unbelievable. Oh. I was so, I, and, and on top of that, actually, that's not, I got two stars stolen from me. And the only reason I lost, I was down 10 coins because uh, we he landed on a duel space and we dueled. He only had six coins to duel with. So it's a 12 coin duel. And we got the one with the clock. 
where where the thing yeah. spins around on the inside and the outside. I got the inside position, which is way worse. I lost yeah. six coins, and I lost the whole game by 10 coins. If I won that one game, I still would have won, even with that bullshit. I fucking hate Mario Party now. Maybe I'll be better by the next summit. Yeah, I was going to say, see you then. See you at the sixth. Stupid. But, yeah, let's just uh, lightning round here. Uh, the allegedly unlawful ravaging of Donald Trump. <laughs> this was fresh after his Mar-a-Lago Mar house got raided. Was it really? It was that yeah. recent? Yeah, yeah, that's right when it happened. Because I remember oh, that ravaging. happened. Yeah, yeah, I see it. At uh, when I was doing my Disney in a day video. Yes. Uh, yeah, that yeah, happened yeah. when I'm I was there. Video. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I still get recommended that video from time to time. Also, All Tribe showed me a video of a guy who did both California and Florida in one day, which yeah, is fucking Yeah, that guy's insane. cracked. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, multiversal the, the, conglomeration yeah. of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. That's multiverses. Yeah, the game just came out. We wanted to talk about it because it was really cool. Now, Platform fighters yeah. in general. And then the cosmic justice of Mario Party, I think uh, this is kind of a continuation of it. Like, we kind of talked about how... This, I think this is kind of our bonus stars episode, actually. This is just how we decided to word it. I, I, at the bottom, actually, it's it says the the topic, which is in Mario Party 1 and in some of the other games, the turns are actually decided before the game even begins. So, like, yes, that is true. Like, if you save state, you're yes. always going to be rolling the exact same things. Like, obviously, exactly. your decisions are your own, but your dice rolls are predetermined in the early games. Which is fascinating because what is the line between free will and, yeah. and determinism, you know? Because, I mean, I guess, uh, like, if you're rolling a dice roll, like, does it really matter if it rolls when you press A or when you boot up the game? Like, if you're not exactly. safe you should never really discover the peak behind the curtain. It's a deep-ass conversation. Yeah. Uh, the and, financial fiduciary of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just Marvel posting. I yeah, think. just just Marvel posting. Oh, my God. Wait, why did we talk about the solemn solicitation of Ludwig's crippling addiction? What? <laughs> What was what? his addiction? What was his addiction? I'm solicitation means Is it gambling. Was but, it gambling? Our producer says it's gambling. I think it's. I think it's because was this after the LSI, like the it was after LSI. We were in Vegas and we were just talking about oh, okay. gambling in general, and we and we wanted to put Ludwig in the title. Okay. Yes, I think that. <laughs> I think that was it. Okay. Speaking of, by the way, Ludwig recently lost yeah, a ten thousand dollar ultimate oh. money match. Uh, with who and now he's double or nothing I don't I don't know I didn't listen to the whole story I just heard that that happened um, so yeah, yeah no, that title Ultimate. holds up yeah the title holds up there you but go. DK's my guy that dude's awesome yep well Ludwig's still figuring it out uh, number 40 the nostalgic unfamiliarity of genuinely awful media what this could be anything I think it's just you and I both love bad media I pitched yeah. a game like Giraffe Town I talked about Cyberbully bad games yeah yep. Yeah, like it's something in there. Like I know my brain when it comes to this. And then when you yep. bring out the in the peaceful frenzy of commercial holidays, this was like right around Thanksgiving, I think. And we were just like, this shit sucks. Why are we here? Right. I think it was like holiday shopping, Thanksgiving, maybe even a little bit of Halloween. I do remember that. Uh, the industrial apocalypse of Chthonic. Th it's just Thonic. Why do I do that? Of yeah, thonic I, I, energy I see Chthonic too, but. Every time. Uh, this was just energy drinks as a start. Yeah, that was all you. I know you whatever. had something to say about it. That was all me. Yeah, because because we're in this weird spot where like they're about to get regulated, which is crazy, but it probably makes sense. I, I know that the next episode, because we're coming to more recent times here, but for some reason it feels more hazy. It does. Um, episode 43 was the shameless tycoon of Twitter's working class. And I that has this... to be soon after Elon took over, but I'm trying to figure out right. like 
what happened because we were talking about like the little guys on on Twitter. I think it's Twitter blue. I think it was because yeah. like the check marks don't matter, but you have to think that they do. Yeah, and they've already somebody, removed the check yeah. marks. Yeah, they're gone now. Also, we are not uh, notable. I don't know if you guys have seen may, that. Oh, we the, may the or may not say be that notable. You may or may not be notable, which is crazy. I don't know why Elon had to specify had to do that. Yeah, what's his problem, I, man? I, I, think I, the did, other I never even met him. Is uh, like we now have views on every tweet. We have like I the rumors of the character limit being raised to four thousand. Like it's just it's a hellhole. It's wacky. It's a dumb yeah. sight. The banal melancholy of celebrity crushes. Yeah, just celebrity crushes. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously. Florence Pugh, Alex Daddario. Yep, those two. Easy. Mm-hmm. The essential spade work of babysitting Twitch chat. What it's like to be a streamer. Harder than you think. Hate those helpful sometimes. chatters. Yeah, sometimes. Most of the time, way easier. You can make yeah, money yeah. for playing games. But sometimes annoying. I think everything... Okay, I think here's like what the biggest misperception... or mis- uh, understanding Conception. of streamers yeah. is yeah yeah uh, is the easiest stuff to do as a streamer is exactly what the people see. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, I it just came to me just now, but I I realized it in a flash of like like streaming is the easy part. It's all the hiring people, admin stuff, managing all these personal relations. You have to be the good cop and the bad cop in like interpersonal right. dynamics, and then. And like I think there's like another fear of like you don't want to be too mean to someone in case they quit and then like talk about it. Like if, if you're yeah. frustrated, you have to be the nice guy all the time. Managing growth too, because like yeah, managing growth, growth strategies could be different for every person. You have to like marry your or like manage your own finances and like how you marry that's like the rest of your team and like like how does that trickle down in like a way where you're still it's still you it's your channel but like how do you make everyone feel like they're being paid well and like fair exactly, yeah. And like, yeah, it's it, it's essentially starting a YouTube channel is uh, faking that you have a business degree without z- any any proper training. Like you have yeah, to figure no, everything out on the spot. Yep, it's all experience. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah, uh, so I think yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like the easiest part of streaming is exactly what people see. Yeah, which is why it it seems so easy, and it's not yeah. hard. I don't mean to make it sound like it's hard. I don't know how hard it is. No, it's um, just managing a business of any business is hard. But exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, hard to find time to manage. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, blah blah blah. Anyways, no, no, no. It's 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 very difficult in ways that people don't see. The cynical so cacophony of liberal stream. Mario. It's Chris Pratt. That liberalist, that left. I don't even think he's the right answer. No, here, no he, <laughs> I think he's it was. A, <laughs> I think we were saying like this is the liberals Mario because I yeah, also saw yeah. a tweet that said like look at this woke LGBT rainbow path that they're driving on. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah and, and that's people really funny. Like, attributing like Hollywood wokeism to Super Mario. That's what yeah. it was. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, 47, <laughs> the empirical emporium of Roblox's penultimate cosmogony. That was mm-hmm. you telling about the worst stream you've ever had featuring Roblox. Yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this, it's probably still available on my Twitch. Go uh, go take a gander, but don't watch the whole thing. You're not going to want to anyway. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. And then no, it's 48, bad. the end of the road, parentheses trip, and we have finally reached our destination. We're finally here. Yep. Well, well, well. So maybe we'll pick back up on another road trip, but only time will tell. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end it here. We're gonna drop you guys off here, and we're gonna do we drive away together? <laughs> yeah, you and I drive away together. We, we, we drop the viewers <laughs> off at summer camp or something. I don't know. There it is. You guys stay here. Maybe we'll see you <laughs> Bad next parents. year in 2023. Yeah, we're going to go on our own little vacation. We'll see you guys next time, maybe. Thank you for listening to How Did We Get Here. Uh, until our next also, trip. I, I, I kind of never found like an avenue to bring this up, but you ever yeah. just like in your normal content or something like it, you're streaming, and you kind of just have that genuine thought of like, how did we get here? And then everyone yeah. points and laughs, and you're like, you said the thing. And I'm like, guys. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, that's happened to me. So it happens to me quite a bit. Uh, we recapped. How did we get here? Oh my god! Yeah, we could have just titled the episode. That would have been really like ah, that would have yeah. been meta. There's still yeah, time to change it. Meta. It uh, might be like that by the time you see about this. it. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. All right. Thank you, everyone. And as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Always. How do we, we get, get here? Is produced by Deanna, Deanna Gallen, Gallen, Jacob Raven, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson, and our, our engineer slash audio producer is Justin Asher. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.